this whole episode of Siskel and Ebert from 1990. Uh, they're they're given their their worst films of 1990. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> what's what's their worst film? Oh uh, well, well, you know, they're just going through. They just started, so they're only like on, like, then they've done like five. All and right, I'm well, not sure if it's a full list, but like, like another 48 hours was one. <laughs> some movie that I've never heard of called uh, Loose Cannons, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Gene oh, yeah, Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never heard of that before. I, I know the. I, I I don't know if I've seen it, but I know the VHS box cover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a new one to me. Uh, RoboCop Two was mentioned, of course. <laughs> Um, what else? The remake of Night of the Living Dead. That's one they just—they're talking about now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This is what I do when I'm at work. I just find random stuff on YouTube and just have it play in the background. <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. I like it. I'm yeah, a fan. Work. All right. Well, uh, let's start this show. Episode eighty-eight. Yes, we are. We are. Are recording. we? Are we still? We are indeed still recording. All right, cool. Because I'm, 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 I'm multitasking right now. Are you? Um, yeah. I'm working and I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> but not really so much work, work. I'm just, I just had to check one last thing real quick. Because you know, I, I hate you know when you're doing something, and uh, it's like you're right there at the end of being done. Whether it's you know. Because you're a musician, it could be you know something to do with something you compose. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you could easily, because you're so close to, to it being done, you could easily just put it aside. And, all right, I'll take care of that last bit. But I'm just like, no, no, no. Let me just get it done now, because I know me, and that last little bit will end up gonna bite me in the ass, and I'll forget. Yeah, and and like, it, and it's weighing over your head. There's almost no worse like feeling than just like something looming that you know you have to do. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like to be loomed. Yeah, I agree. Looming's stupid. Fuck Looming, uh, blankets is. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, even last night I uh, was editing this new uh, demo that's coming out tomorrow morning, and oh, nice! Congrats. Uh, thank you. Um, A demo. Yeah, I, cause yeah. I'm, I'm demoing uh, like uh, music gear and stuff. Oh, this is for oh, oh okay. Yeah, this yeah. is for your your channel. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, I had uh, I, I had meant to. I'm trying to like space out the recording, so I like maybe I'll do recording all the music one day, and then uh, maybe I'll shoot the talking and the B-roll the next day, and then edit it the third day, so I don't have to spend like a full day doing a video. Yeah. But I keep not doing that and just waiting, <laughs> and then doing it all in one day. Doing it? Yeah. Is it? Do you prefer that? You think? No. No. Okay. But um, it's just you know I. I'm a little too busy, and then also uh, I've been practicing very poor time management. So it's these two things, <laughs> all self-inflicted. But um, but yeah, so I I had working on this video, and um, you know, like the recording of the music takes you know for each video I might write maybe I don't know ten minutes of music of actual playing. And then there's maybe another 10 minutes of me talking. And then I shoot B-roll, which takes, I don't know, 10, you know, 20 minutes. So like the entire just recording process is like one to two hours. It's not that big of a deal. But then editing footage, color grading, picking and choosing where things go, that shit takes forever. Right. The polish. All Yeah. All the post-production takes forever. Yeah. And uh, so yesterday I was working on it and I was like, oh, you know what? This isn't coming out till Thursday. And it was like late. I was like, this isn't coming out till Thursday. I could like do some tomorrow. But I ended up just staying up till like one in the morning, finishing it anyway. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, so you when you you compose original music for each one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. You don't just have. Wow. That's. 
That's crazy, man. Yeah, so this will be my, what, 10th video? One of them, the last video I made for the 2022 was just like a compilation of all the music I've made in all the videos. Um, so that, and, and you know, I've only, this is like my ninth video or something. So that last video was over an hour of just music, um, just me playing. And that's like whatever it was, seven weeks, oh, okay. over an hour of music in just seven weeks. I have to check it out. You know what? Feel like subscribe. Yeah. You saw I'm subscribed. <laughs> uh I should I should I should go through and watch all your episodes as I'm working. Yeah, man. I'll you know, just have that. You yeah. know, I'm on YouTube all the time. It's like, well, yeah, let me support support the homie. Yeah, man. You are officially one of my two hundred eighteen subscribers. Oh, that's, that's gone up. Yeah, since man. The last time. It's yeah. only only been two months. I'm I'm very happy about that. Nice. Well, congratulations, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Um so I had texted you over the weekend and i had mentioned that you should watch a movie that just came out called violent night starring yeah, a, mo a movie yeah a movie which i wanted to see yeah and because you know you don't watch trailers i do and when i saw that trailer i was like this looks like so much fucking fun hell yeah but me being me i just yeah i never went to the theater to see it well one because i didn't know it was gonna be good or not yeah but then when i got the message from you telling me that you saw it and how much you enjoyed it i was like okay that was all the cosign that i needed yeah. uh so yeah i i was gonna see the theaters but like you when it comes to your recording of your show it always sounds good when yeah. i think about oh, i'm gonna go to, like, you go to the theater you know and check it out it's like uh and it, it's been in theaters for a while so i knew it wasn't gonna be crowded or anything like that but then i'm thinking but then i gotta get dressed and yeah. it's kind of cold outside and gotta do with that parking garage yeah. I'm like, I there's gotta be a way I could rent this thing. <laughs> and sure as shit, I went to you. Actually, I just did a, a Google search because I figured it'd be on streaming for like twenty bucks, and yeah, and it was. I could rent it. I rented it off of uh, YouTube, but I also noticed that for like basically five dot four five more dollars, I could just own the damn thing. And so I was like, ah, what the hell, you know? Nice. And again, sight unseen. I mean, hadn't seen the trailer you told me it was good but that was it and i was like fuck it i'm gonna trust my homie i'm gonna trust my my instincts with my with my my trailer viewing uh techniques yeah and i just plugged down the 25 dollars and i bought it and uh it's a wise investment sir it was it, it is because it's already paying dividends i've seen it like two and a half times yeah <laughs> since i bought it and i only bought it like two days ago so thank you for the recommendation my yeah friend. man it's um it's fantastic. It's uh it's just fun. It's so it's just fun. fun. Yeah. Uh I mean I they don't make movies like this anymore. No. It blew and, me away. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm watching this. I'm like, this felt like something that could have came, you know, uh the late eighties, early nineties. Absolutely. Uh like just one of those high concept, mid budgeted action movies that had great action you know good characters um didn't take itself too seriously that's right it, it's um, it's earnest but it, it's it, earnest, it yeah. knows what it is exactly like yeah. the over-the-top villains the villains that you just hate yeah and you want to see get their comeuppance uh like i, I had thoughts of like cliff uh what was it cliffhanger mm -hmm. alone uh equal parts the ref <laughs> you know totally uh, Home Alone, of course, is, plays a huge part in this, where you get to see the the real life applications of some of these traps that and Die Hard, that little bastard set. Yeah. Die Hard, of course, yeah, Die Hard being the most obvious. Yeah, and unlike Die Hard, which I will still, you know, it, the whole debate about whether it's a Christmas movie or not, I think it is. It can be. You can you can make that argument, but there is no doubt about it. This is a Die Hard, a, a Die Hard knockoff, but it is absolutely one hundred. Thousand percent unequivocally, <laughs> it is unequivocally, yeah, yes, yeah. So it is sweet. It, it violent. is. It has heart and and, yeah. and guts and blood and yeah. So to, for everybody listening, it's a movie about Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, played by David Harbor Hopper from Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. He's Santa, and he goes to a house to deliver presents, and he's like over being Santa. He's been Santa for over a thousand years. He's he's not thrilled. And he goes to a house, and that house is this mega rich lady's house, and it ends up getting 
um, taken over by, I mean, you, you would say terrorists, but they're not terror. They don't want anything but money. You know, it, it's, they're it's thieves. Hans. It's, yeah, they're thieves. It's, it's, it's Hans Gruber. It's Hans Gruber. Yeah. 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 Um, Played by uh, John Leguizamo is John the main Leguizamo. villain. Yeah. And what do you call himself? A Mr. Scrooge. Mr. Scrooge. They all have Christmas names. They all have Christmas nicknames. Yeah. And um, Santa reluctantly ends up fighting all of these bad guys and saving the day. And um, it, it's just so fun. So it starts. Well, the thing, the thing that you mentioned before about how, you know, David Harbour Santa, you know, he the first time we see him, he's at a bar in like England. Yeah. Uh, just downing some beers and stuff. And the one thing I liked about his performance is that, yes, he's a cynical Santa, but with room to not be. Well, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not so cynical. Like, like when things start to, you know, like when he finds out, you know, here's the gunshots and everything, his first instinct isn't just to get, well, I guess it is kind of get the fuck out of there, but he does want to help. Yeah. You know, like he does care. Like, he's not. But uh, but yeah, I like how they played it with him. Where you know, yeah, and it's 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 not even so much that he's cynical. I guess well, he is, but he's also just kind of sad about the whole thing too. Yeah, you know about how people really just don't give a shit about Christmas and what it really means. And but in spite of that, he's still you know giving out gifts to uh, like the the barmaid. He's like, yeah, here I think your little <laughs> your nephew or whatever wants this video game. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's he really I like how he plays this this version of Santa. Yeah, it, um, it's it's like he um he loves Christmas and that's why he's sad. Right. It's not yes. um you know he doesn't have a problem with Christmas. He, he he has a problem with other people not uh or like losing losing sight of the bigger picture of Christmas. Yeah, like the, the greed and capitalism of it all. And he's just kind of over the fact that everybody just wants presents and money and it doesn't the spirit of christmas doesn't exist and that's what he's upset about and uh so he <laughs> he's drunk at this bar this other santa who's like a fake santa store, yeah, yeah like store santa, mall Santas, yeah he comes in and he's you know trying to talk shop with the actual santa and real santa is not letting on that he's real santa then he leaves he goes to the roof <laughs> the the owner of the bar, this older lady, runs out. She's like, you can't, you can't go that way. She goes on the roof, and she sees him flying away. This is the first Rain, time. Reindeer and everything <laughs> yeah. in his play. And this is our reveal, too. And he's flying away as Santa. And as he's, he's coming back, he leans over and vomits all over her. <laughs> and she's still okay about it she's because she saw, she saw the real-life Santa. And I, and I love that. I love, I love how they, they, they put everything about this character on Front Street. Yeah. The, the the reindeer, the sleigh, like if if he if he's out there with it and you're out there too, it's like it's there. Like yeah. you can see it all, you know. They just really lean into the fact where they, you know, where this is a dude. He's yes, he's been around for a long time, but he's definitely not immortal. Right. Uh he could definitely get hurt, but he's also at the same time got some magical qualities about him. But he's more or less just, you know, a guy who's lived a long life, you know? And and, and- the, we'll get to the his backstory a little bit later, but I, I really loved that they gave him this super unique backstory. Yeah, me too. Not, I wasn't he, expecting that. Yeah, he's not just like some guy who was born as Santa. Um, so he goes to this house. John Leguizamo and his people take it over, and like his crew, they're all like very kind of uh, archetypal henchmen. Um, oh and yeah. Then, oh, and then yeah. there's one guy who goes by the name Krampus, who's, who's this, he's this little dude. And he's like a psychopath, and all he wants to do is murder people. And he's super fun. Um, so the house is like the mom, like the best one no characters ever. Like, so good. But again, it harkens back to those those action movies of, of yesteryear, where it's like, I mean, talk about painting with, with you know broad strokes. Yeah. It's like like you yeah. said, like this guy Krampus, uh, total nut job. And then you've got the woman who's you know cold as ice, right? Uh, sexy killer, whatever. Yeah. It's just that's all you get from these characters, but it's okay because you you know they're just there to die. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I miss that with villains. Like I don't I don't always want like a conflicted villain. Like just give me a is a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad, he's bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they take over the house. They kill all the staff, and they don't shy away from blood or, and guts in this movie. Like it's very violent, as the, the title suggests, and um. 
they the family is just like rotten people. So there, there's a husband and a ex-wife and a daughter and they're estranged. The daughter wants them to get back together. The daughter's young, maybe like 10 or something. And then the couple, you could tell they have feelings for each other, but they've broken up and you learn it's because he is like too obsessed with wanting to get his mom's money, who's like a billionaire and uh, that drove them apart. You get to the house and the old lady, the mom, the matriarch of the family. She's this incredibly rich, mean. Played by Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly uh, D'Angelo. Was not expected to see her in this. I was yeah. like, oh, I haven't seen her in, in, in forever. Yeah. And it's funny because like, over the holiday break, I, I rewatched uh, Vegas Vacation. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> I, I, that movie's terrible, but I love it. Yeah. And so, so I was like, oh, yeah, what happened to Beverly D'Angelo? And then lo and behold, here she is in this, playing this, yeah, like you said, this uh, super uber rich woman of some sort of influence because. When she's introduced, she's on the phone, basically reaming out like a senator or yeah. something like that. So it lets you know how powerful she is. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, so the son we talked about, and then the daughter is like just this wretched person. Yeah. Just completely yeah. devoid of sentiment and empathy, who is dating this bimbo guy who's like a like actor. Yeah, yeah. He's like an actor, action hero. And then their son is just like making TikToks the whole time. And <laughs> They're all vying for the mom's attention. Like characters that are instantly designed. Like you, you, you love these yeah. people. The moment you, they are introduced, you are like, ugh. And she's great, the sister. I don't, I don't know her name. I know. She's yeah. really, really funny. So, she actually is throughout. Like even at the, like towards the end, she has some comments. Like, she's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. You never, she doesn't change at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little has, bit. A little bit. Yeah, but. yeah. She has zero arc. Like the very yeah. end of the movie, she mm -hmm. has like the tiniest little hump of an arc. But that's exactly. It. But even that is begrudging. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. She doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they establish real quickly that like the, the husband and wife love each other, but they just can't make it work. Uh, and they're both like sweet, like they're they're nice people. And the daughter is just like a beam of joy. She's just yeah. like only good. She, yeah, like stands out even from her parents. Like yeah. she 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 stands out. Uh, the contrast between her and everybody else is remarkable. But I, but again, that's to the point of it all. Where because because she, she's the reason that Santa ends up sticking around once right. she you know hits the fan. Right, and the, the way they set things up in this movie, it's it's very much like a Home Alone or movies you know, from the 80s and 90s, where every piece that's laid out in the first act is to set up the rest of the movie, which, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's how you're supposed to write a movie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you lay out the groundwork and then those pieces fall into place for the rest of the movie. And that's why it's satisfying. That's why when you watch movies like Home Alone or Die Hard or whatever, and you see him take off his, the guy tells him to take off his shoes on the plane, and then he gets to the uh uh, Nakatomi the Tower, party, yeah, and yeah. he takes off his shoes, and then when the terrorists come, he doesn't have shoes, and now his feet get fucked up. Like from the very beginning, they're setting that up, so when it happens, it's justified. And, like, and that's a good point, yeah. And, and especially like, like in Die Hard, the guy tells him this trick on the plan that you know basically to 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 get over like the uh, the jet lag or whatever. It's to, like to get over the uh, fear of flying, and oh yeah, the jet lag, the jet lag. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, like you know, uh, take off your socks and like do some whatever the thing with your feet. So. This thing that make, is make fists with your toes, make fists with your toes that is designed to actually help him ends up hurting him <laughs> down the line because he'd be like you said, when the terrorists start shooting up, he doesn't have time to put his socks and shoes back That's on. Right. And now he's on a run dealing with the fact that he's got, you know, bare feet. And then, of course, and then like, la later when the it's glass. shoot the glass, exactly. Now he gets fucked up and it's like you have to do that because you have to empathize with this guy. And if he's just a badass all the time, you don't. Yeah, and so they they set up this whole thing, and in this movie, they do it too, where they're like they're they set up this kid who she then says like, "Oh, dad didn't take me to see Santa. Santa isn't gonna know what I want." And the dad runs out of the room, and he finds like a walkie-talkie, an old walkie-talkie, yeah. and he wraps it up and he gives it to her, super sweet, and he's like, "This is a magical walkie-talkie. It'll talk. You can talk to Santa, but he's really busy right now, so he I don't know if he'll respond, but." Just talk yeah, he's, to him. He'll, he'll listen. He's going to absolutely listen to you. And that yeah. pays off because later <clears throat> Santa accidentally has to fight and kill this bad guy. And then he takes his walkie talkie and he turns to a channel to try to reach police. And it's the girl who's it's on girl. that channel. And she's like you said, she's the one that convinces him to stay. 
and save the day. Yeah, and he, and he like with and as soon as he hears her and they have that you know that first conversation, like he doesn't even hesitate. He tells her, "I'm coming to get you." You know, just Santa's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like that that he wasn't conflicted as soon like when he found out about her, because you know his core is always, "Hey, I gotta you know if anything, I gotta protect the kids." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then he's off. You know, uh, trying to <laughs> Santa trying to save the day. Um, and. I heard going in that this movie was really violent and uh, about maybe halfway through, I'm thinking, oh, this is nothing. I mean, yeah, it's violent. I mean, people are getting killed and stuff. And I'm like, I don't see why people were talking about how this is like all this violent like, outside of the norms. But then towards the end, when he's <laughs> fighting these, these dudes in the shack, the ice skates yes. come into play. <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, now I understand. What yeah. everybody's talking about. It, it gets gully Dude. towards the end. Yeah. But I in mean, the most satisfying way, because he's dispatching of these just detestable people. I was I was like a cheerleader, man. I'm rooting on yeah. like, yeah, come on, Santa, fuck his ass up. Yeah. And it's so over the top. It's very cartoonish. It's like yeah. super gory, but it's it's in no way. I mean, he cuts a man's head off with an ice skate. <laughs> And he's like, you know, he's smashing people to death with a sledgehammer and putting them in wood chippers and stuff. <laughs> it's he's the covered. Sledgehammer. He's just yeah. drenched in blood. It's so good. Yeah, and because you mentioned, yeah, uh, his backstory, and, and they give they give just enough of his backstory without going. Because I know you hate all the heavy exposition and stuff. Yeah, like he gives some, they, but it basically they do it he, perfectly. He, they do it perfectly. Like you, they tell you that yes, uh, before he became, you know. Chris Kringle and all that. He was basically like this, like a Viking warrior type guy, like one of the best at killing and just raping and pillaging. That was raping his thing. and pillaging. Yeah, but it was like I guess you know one of his his penance for for living that life is that he's then he was then basically what I surmise like forced to become this right uh, this Santa Claus and to basically atone for his past you know misdeeds and everything. And they don't hit you over the head with it, like with every single thing, but they just, they, they show enough and say enough to where you can just piece it together. It's like, oh man, that's pretty cool. And so, but, but so when he was that, that, that murdering, raping, pillaging Viking, he used his trusty, uh, his hammer. He's like Thor. And what, what was the name of it? Skull uh, Crusher. Skull Crusher. <laughs> awesome name for a so hammer. Good. And so you know, during the middle of the movie, he actually, you know, uh, he, he he comes upon a sledgehammer and, you know, he kind of gets his mojo back. There's a scene of him like twirling around and kind of getting a feel for it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, and that's when you know, okay, Santa's about to fuck some shit up. And he does, and he does not disappoint. When that hammer's introduced, yeah, things like the action and the, the, the blood definitely ratchets up. Yeah. Uh, and like, the best way possible. Yeah. And, and if you take, all of the backstory, like the time on screen, I- including any voiceover or any like kind of flashback, the total of it is probably like two minutes, if that. Yeah. Um, so in this 90 minute movie, there's like two minutes of backstory, but you completely understand what's going on. They show you just like very easy bullet points and he and they just again, it's, it's good writing. You know, it's it's not like a fucking Wonder Woman reading the cave art on the wall and then just making up a bunch of nonsense. He he says, I wasn't always Santa Claus. And I've been Santa Claus for 1100 years. And then I used to be a warrior and, and skull crusher. And they show like a little flashback of him covered in blood as a Viking. On the battlefield, yeah. And that's it. Like that's the entire backstory. And you you put it together like, okay, I got it. I totally got get it. it. He's not yeah. the first one. He was chosen by something else. And he keeps saying throughout the movie that he doesn't understand how the magic works. Meaning, like he was just—I don't know—I'm just Santa now, and I don't understand how all this stuff works. It's that, awesome. That, 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 yeah, that is true. Because uh, I really picked up on that more the second time, where he could he makes several, you know, references to the fact where it's like he's a magical being, and like he like the like the gift sack or whatever. Like he puts his hand in there, and he just pulls out. It just comes out with presents yeah. to whoever is in front of. It's like it's magic. I don't know how any of this works. I just live this. <laughs> so it's like, don't I? I have no explanation for it. But at the same time, but he is magical to a degree. But you can also, and they show, can definitely get hurt and possibly, you know, killed and whatnot. And yeah, I liked I liked the backstory because like not that I needed it, because like when I saw the trailer, the one of the first things I'm thinking to myself is, Okay, how how the hell is a Santa? Yeah. Gonna know the whoop ass like yeah. this. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. 
But me, no, being me, I'm like, you know what, B, it's a high concept. Just roll with it. So I wasn't expecting any sort of rationale for why Santa was able to take care of himself the way that he did. But I so appreciated that they just gave us just that, you know, nugget of information where I'm like, oh, this all makes sense, too. It's It's like, cool. Everything is wrapped up in a pun intended, a neat little bow. And and like he. um, (laughs) I've totally lost my train of thought. He. I don't need little bow. Yeah, neat little uh, bow. Um, uh, story. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. It, it, uh, David Harbour, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Not, I mean, not just, you know, obviously his work. He's, He's most great. known, I guess, now for his work in uh, Stranger Things. He's fantastic. In He's this. He's so good. He's so good in this. Yeah. Like when, because like, you mentioned earlier where Yes, this is violent and all that kind of stuff. It's a hard, it's a hard art movie. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to the scenes uh, involving the little girl and just Christmas and like it becomes so earnest. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know emotions. There's like there's, yeah. there's some emotions in this movie. There's legitimate you know? heart in this movie. It's yeah. Not, it's there's not a lot forced. of heart. like it's it's there's a, there's real heart in the movie. And in in David Harbour, he carries this man. Like you know when I mean he's he's funny. He's sympathetic. Um, I, he just brings so many layers in the in the performance. You know, uh, like I love the scenes with him and that little girl. Yeah. You know, I mean, because he you can tell that he's genuinely caring for her um, and is fighting for her, and and by extension, her family because yeah. he knows he doesn't want to leave her an orphan or whatever the hell. Um, and those scenes were really effective for me. Um, and yeah, he was great in this. He's and I hope that so gets- likable. He is like you really yeah. just love like I love this guy. Did you see his um Hellboy? Him and Hellboy? Mm-mm. Yeah, don't see that. Didn't look good, don't and it looked that. exactly like the original one. Uh, it, it is different enough. Okay, um, but I mean he's good in that. Yeah, but everything else around yeah. him is not. Um, but yeah, he's 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 got he's got a likability of you know factor about him that uh you know. Not, I guess, you know, a lot of people just don't have, you know, he, even as a villain sometimes. I've yeah. seen him in movies where he's been the bad guy. Yeah. And he, he comes off sympathetic sometimes. He just, he has a quality. Some people have yeah. that. It's just, I don't, it's like an innate thing about him. You just, you want to like him and you do. And yeah. he's a good he's got actor. A soulful, like, he's got a soulfulness yeah. about him. Yeah. Um, oh, it, oh, that's what I was going to say when I lost my train of thought. So the magical thing. They, he does this bit in the beginning where after he gets drunk and throws up on the lady. He's going from house to house and they're showing him be Santa um, delivering presents. And he's like making fun of people's garbage or whatever. And he's drinking all their alcohol. And he, he's, yeah, he, yeah. he's like bad Santa, like the Billy Bob Thornton. Um, but if he taps his nose, he like uh, apparates up the chimney and that's how he gets in and out. Yeah. So he doesn't, like, which I thought was really cool. Super yeah. cool. And, and, and again, they're setting up a bit, for later, there's showing you what he can do by if he taps his nose, he kind of disintegrates and goes up the chimney. And then when he gets to the rich people house where all the shit goes down, he tries to do that once he realizes that he hears gunshots and he tries to do it. But he goes, oh, the ma- my magic run out. Like, yeah, apparently yeah. there's like a, a gauge for like he has a magic meter and it. it's, it's low. So he, can- he keeps trying to use his nose magic and it won't work. And he tries to do it when John Leguizamo catches him at some point. And then he finally gets it and he escapes. And then it comes back again at the end of the movie. We'll, we'll get to that. But I'm just saying like how they, why it's written well is because they, it's like a video game. Like when you play a video game, a new video game in the tutorial and even in the first level or whatever, they set up all of the rules. So here's how it works. And then. Now you now you can take these concepts and implement them because we showed you that they exist. And then anytime you want a new concept, you have to introduce it. <laughs> right. But the resource driven as well. Yes. And they do you know? that in this movie over and over and over. They're like, okay, well, this is going to matter to you later. So here's an example of it working. And then we're going to make it go away. And then when it comes back, it won't be weird. It'll feel earned because you know it exists. We're not making this shit up as it goes. You know, I, I I didn't think about this until you know you just described the whole, it's like, you know, the how he gets up and down the chimney. Could it be that the reason he it didn't work because it only it only didn't work that one time, which is like right at the beginning, like when the when he's oh, right. fighting that first guy. Maybe because again he doesn't know how the magic works. 
maybe it was a thing where it was like, no, you need to stay here. Maybe because there's this little girl who needs your help. Right. So we like, can't have you like a higher power out. is telling it. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because, because, because when it does work again, I mean, obviously, especially the final time is when so good. he needs it the most, you know? <laughs> so good. Yeah. So and that was a cool effect too. Uh, how yeah. He, uh, all the CG is out. good. I mean, obviously yeah. all the blood is CG except for the, you know, the blood on people, but like all the blood CG, the reindeer are CG and they keep shitting on the roof and he keeps stepping in it. <laughs> his, his relationship with the reindeer is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and he even, he, he has, there's one throwaway line at the beginning where he's complaining about them and he's basically says something to the effect of, you know, Rudolph would have never done this or yeah. something, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but then he loves him at the same time, you know, like he's mad at him, but then he loves him. It's, it's, it's all very sweet. Yeah. And they, and they don't talk, but they emote enough that yeah. you can, that it, you can tell their relationship is reciprocal. Like they know that they're fuck ups, but they really love him. <laughs> <laughs> they really like, yeah, and vice versa, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and he mentions Mrs. Claus and like how much he loves her and just wants to see her again. And like, you know, there's literally the scene of, in Die Hard where John McClane is talking to um, what what's Carl Winslow's oh, name uh, in the movie? Re Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, yeah, character, yeah. Uh, Al. Yeah, Al. Al. It's, it's Al. Al. Yeah. Where John McClane's talking to Al. John McClane's in the bathroom with bloody feet. He's talking on the walkie-talkie, and Reginald Johnson is outside on the ground, and he's telling him to hang in there. And they literally do that exact scene. David Harbour is bloody, and he's sitting on the ground next to a man he just stabbed in the face with a, a Christmas star and electrocuted to death. This was great. Set his you head know, on fire. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the kills, actually... And it wasn't it wasn't one that Santa did, although this the, the star stabbing was awesome. It's great. Uh, but the the mother Dude. later on, she she does she takes a, a kill from Die Hard Two with the icicle. That's right. It uses that yeah. <laughs> to save her. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they do this scene where the little girl is on the walkie talkie talking to Santa, coaching him, telling him that he's gonna get through, and he's telling her he just wants to see his Mrs. Claus again. They do the scene. It's so yeah. satisfying. So then um you know, obviously Leguizamo is like trying to hunt Santa now. And you find out that he hates Christmas because like one Christmas he was a kid. He dad got laid off. He didn't get anything he wanted. He got up in the middle of the night and then he scared his grandfather and his grandfather fell down the stairs and died and everybody blamed him and all this stuff. And um, Leguizamo is just like comically hateful of Christmas. And like in addition to stealing $300 million, which he's trying to do, he wants to end Christmas now. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, it was yeah. Like once he finds out, because he read, you know, towards the end of the film when they when they confront each other, Santa and jo and uh, Mr. Scrooge, uh, Mr. Scrooge sees enough of his abilities where he's like, "You're really fucking Santa," because I think there's something where he has like that scroll, and it's like it's got who's naughty, yeah. and who's nice, and he kind of and it just kind of illuminates with all of the things that they've done through their life, you know. And and uh, Leguizamo's looking at his own, and he's like, "You're really him. You're real." And his, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you read it, but it says like he killed his own brother. I saw, like oh it's, yeah. It's gnarly. It's some gnarly shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it's almost like once he finds out he's got sand, it's like, man, I can end this for real, for real. And it, and it turns into that, 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 uh, Halloween two movie where instead of evil dies tonight, he's all like <laughs> Christmas dies tonight. Christmas dies tonight. It's so good. And like, and like, he like gets a hard on for the, just at the very so thought excited. about the kill yeah. Santa. Yeah. yeah. And then like, in there, you know, the so you know, Santa kills everybody, and then the there's a home alone scene where the girl is hiding in this attic and she sets a bunch of traps, but she does it in a way she like shows traps so that they'll think it's not real, and then other traps get them. So then the, the two main there's three main henchmen we're following Krampus, who is the psycho killer, and he's in the living room with the family, and then there's like uh, there's the girl, the woman, the woman, and then the guy with her. The the Eastern European guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The typical like, what's his name from Die Hard? From Carl, Die Hard, Carl yeah. or whatever. Yep. And um, so they're hunting for the little girl. They go up the stairs to the attic. He like <laughs> sees a nail in the ladder to get up to the attic, and he's like, "I'm not gonna fall for that." So he goes to climb around it, and she had cut one of the rungs of the ladder. So he slips, and then the nail goes right through his right jaw. Right through his jaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and he's screaming in pain. And then, and then the other uh, the woman uh, henchman, she's like, "Don't worry, you stay here." And so she starts <laughs> climbing up here. the ladder, and she's like stepping on his head and everything. And uh, and then she gets attacked. She like the, 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 the little girl bowling balls at her, like bowling balls, like. <laughs> A series of them. I'm like, how? It's like a dozen this, bowling balls. A dozen bowling balls just come cascading. And some, you know, she she's able to to get out of the way of. Uh, but once they start hitting her, <laughs> she starts getting jabbed up and fucked up. And then doesn't one of the bowling balls? It well, it well, it, towards the end is used so to kill the guy, the guy. The guy pulls the uh, he pulls his jaw off of the nail, it's like a giant nail. Yeah. And then for some reason, <laughs> it's so stupid. For some reason, he takes the nail and he's like looking at it. <laughs> Point first. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bowling I, ball comes down and <laughs> stabs it into his head. So silly. So dumb. so dumb. So dumb. But they set it up in a way where you're like, I'm ex- I'm hoping and expecting this thing to happen. Yes. And I am so ha- I'm so glad that it did. Yeah. I don't care how contrived it was. Yeah. That was awesome. And just like Home Alone, like they make no qualification to mm-hmm. why this kid is able to do this stuff. Like why this kid knows how to set these traps and can do it so quickly and they're so effective. And then why these henchmen are so dumb that they so keep dumb, walking. Yeah. Like they don't they don't justify it at all, which is important because Well, they don't need to because ex- kids are exactly. creative. It doesn't matter. No. Just move forward with this story. Yeah. So she kills the so, so the the Eastern European henchman dies. And then the woman <laughs> is up and she like jumps over this thing and lands in like some ultra sticky glue and immediately gets stuck to the floor. And this was this was nasty. Yeah. Uh, this is I, I, I almost felt bad for this woman. Because <laughs> at one point she falls into the goop or whatever, where, you know, her whole back, the back of her head, her back, her arms and everything. And that, like, when she was like trying to you know move her arms, I was like, please don't do what I think. You're yeah, do. yeah, yeah. But they didn't, right? Like, it's like, okay, I, I thought her skin was going to get all yeah. ripped off. So she, you know, gets her arms free and she, you know, she gets her upper body up. But that's when you see the back of her, her head and she, like, a, a circular patch of her scalp is just gone. <laughs> and you're just looking at her skull. I was like, oh, man. So the girl is hiding in a corner and she has like a resistance band between like these two posts and she, the, killer the woman terrorist is walking up and the girl is like slingshotting balls at her but they're, they're not hurting her it's like a a soft uh like a nerf ball and then like a, like thing. a tennis ball and and the, and the woman is just like swatting them away like nothing <laughs> and then it the final thing she flings at her I couldn't believe it, though. I and, couldn't and, believe it. And they cut to it so quickly. Like, they don't give you time to adjust. It's a fucking dumbbell. It's a dumbbell. Like, like lightning speed. Like, faster than the, than the lighter things. It's like it would never happen. But it... And it clocks, it clocks this woman right in the face. It, it, it's, on, it's, like, it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon it's or something. It's so fucking funny. And, I was yeah, dying but it, laughing. But it, was, it was great. Yeah, it was great how they filmed it because it's like one little ball after the other. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, did you see her rearing back, like you said, for just that split second, <laughs> and the giant barbell coming at her face? She's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then she gets hammered by skull crushers. <laughs> yeah, because she's gonna kill the kid, and then Santa pops up out of nowhere and he kills her. And then, like you know, a lot of movies, they wouldn't. So he tells the girl, he's like, "Plug your ears, turn face the wall, and sing Jingle Bells as loud as you can." So she does it. And she's still super happy. Like, she's not phased at all. There's, there's yeah. these murderers everywhere. Well, she's with Santa, you know? Yeah. Santa, Santa's there. And then Santa crushes her with the skull crusher. So <laughs> everybody in the house is safe. The Krampus is, like, going to kill. So we find out that the husband had stolen the $300 million and he was going to leave. The terrorist rap. Yeah. yeah. The, the, he stole it the day before the terrorists came, unrelated. And he was going to use that money to get his wife and daughter and then just leave and never have to deal with his horrible family again. Uh, so it comes out and he's like, you know, John Lee goes, I'm, I'm going to kill somebody if you don't tell me where the money is. So he tells him it's outside in the nativity scene. And um, so as they're out there, John Lee Guizamo tells Krampus, OK, we got the money. Kill everybody. So Krampus is trying to figure out which person to kill first. And then it's the ex-wife, the sister and her son. Oh, the, the sister's boyfriend. Yeah, keeps talking about how if they didn't have guns, I could beat them up or whatever. Earlier in the movie, and at a certain point, he like kicks Krampus down and jumps out the window and runs, and he just leaves them. 
leaves them all behind. Yeah. <laughs> and then this like a uh, uh, kind of rescue team that was supposed to rescue the old lady who ends up working with Leguizamo, they kill him, the the boyfriend. Anyway, which again it was almost something out of a uh, uh, Die Hard two as well uh, with uh, John, uh, you know the the black guy. Ah, uh, oh, good times. He because he shows up in Die Hard two, him in his military unit. Oh uh, yeah, as and they think that they're there to help with the terrorists, but they're right. actually in cahoots with them. Right, John Stamos, not John Stamos, John Amos. Yeah, 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 yeah that's but right. yeah, that's right. But yeah, uh, the mother's security team ends up, you know, because because you think they're coming to rescue her and the family, but when they arrive, when they see the the, you know, the boyfriend sees them after he left everybody inside, <laughs> and you know he's talking to them, thinking they're the good guys, and then he quickly finds out that that's not the case, and they tune him up real quick, yeah, and just gun him down, yeah. you know. Are you still recording, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, Legozama was like, okay, yeah. or kill kill all the hostages. And then the sister, the ex-wife, and the, and the son all band together. And then they kill Krampus. <laughs> they like beating him with uh, fire irons and uh, or fire pokers and stuff. Yeah. And then so ends up where Leguizamo and then the head military guy take off with the money and the military guy grabs the old lady as like insurance or whatever. Santa's chasing them. <laughs> and uh, basically it ends. Leguizamo is like standing in front of this cabin in the middle of the woods. <laughs> why is there a cabin here? Nobody knows. Yeah, I know. I was wondering that too. Yeah. And why did Leguizamo stop? Nobody knows. But he like tricks Santa into like crashing his uh, snow. What are those called? It's like a snowmobile? Snowmobile. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, snowmobile. So then Leguizamo and Santa <laughs> start fighting in this cabin. That's a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's burning. So it's on fire and they're fighting and it's this very epic fight. And um, that that's when that stuff that you said about how he looks at the scroll and he sees that Santa's real. He's like, I'm going to finally end Christmas. And then, you know, Santa, they're fighting and Santa's losing. Lego's almost kicking the shit out of him. Yeah, Santa. he's kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. And they're on the ground. Yeah, but, I mean, at this, but at this time, you know, Santa's been through a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's all beat up. And uh, in this um, cabin that's all fucked up and burning, there is a fireplace and a chimney. And they're right next to it. And Lego's almost about to shoot him in the face or something. And Santa grabs him and taps his nose. <laughs> And goes up the chimney and they, just <laughs> crushes his body. He, he stands at the top of the chimney with just his torso. Torso, yeah. <laughs> what is it called when you completely delimb somebody? I don't like know. legs, arms, the head, all of it gone. Yeah. It's just the torso. <laughs> just this bloody stump of a what used to be a human being. And he's like and he's laughing. <laughs> he's like, I love this. And he throws yeah. the stump down. <laughs> oh my god. And then the, the yeah. military guy shows up, shoots Santa, he dies. But, you know, then the mom kills the military guy. And then, um, you know, the family comes and because they believe they bring Santa back to life. And that's it. Yeah. That's the movie. That, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, the, the starts with the little girl. I believe in you. And then, you know, it's the uh, ending of Elf. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what we were talking about, how the, the sister like she. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, 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 at one point as he's dying, he's like, because Santa says, well, I'm so cold. I haven't felt cold in so long yeah and so like oh we gotta you know build a fire or whatever like, keep them warm so the uh the husband of the little girl or the father of the little girl goes and get like one of the stacks of, of money and starts burning the money and the <laughs> sister's like um um he's no, already not, dead like we don't <laughs> yeah we don't, what are you doing like she <laughs> but then she eventually comes along too and she's like yeah, yeah I, I i believe i believe the little son does they all do yeah and, and it's enough to uh keep santa around and uh yeah just a really fun movie and i don't know how well it did but man so i I, I, I hope they do a sequel i checked i want to see a sequel i checked budget was 20 million how much do you think it made budget was 20 i'm gonna say 63 70 million 70 okay 70 million. all right so it, it definitely did well nice um, 20 million. See, that's what you got to see. They don't do that anymore. I know. You don't have to spend so much with the budget. Like 20 million. 20 million. That, that's what a movie should cost. $20 million. Yeah. That's what a movie should cost. 
Yeah. And you can see, like, because of that, they can't just go, well, yeah. fuck, I don't know, do some CG stuff. Like, every Marvel movie or every DC movie, yeah, just fuck it, whatever. The last hour, just make a cartoon and then whatever. Who cares? Light, light in the sky. Yeah, light yeah. in the sky. Who, who yeah. gives a shit? Just put stuff and it'll be fine. Like this, they they have to think about what they're doing. It has There has to be some substance there to make it worthwhile. And it has to be entertaining. And $20 million is what a movie should cost. That is that is awesome. I'm glad to hear. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Because, uh, yeah, I, I by the time this was done, I was just like, man, I want a sequel. I need to see Miss Claus. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to see him as a see... Viking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want prequels, sequels. Yeah. Like, give me more of this. Give me more David Harbour as Santa, as yeah. this version of St. Nick. Yeah. I am all about it. Agreed. And, and you know, this is funny. We talked about the, the the fighting and stuff is good. All the action is good. Yeah. They're they're. <laughs> there's one thing though the fighting it was driving me nuts it happened like two times for sure where it's very clear i think it might be three but there's a couple moments in these fight scenes where a guy with a gun will point the gun at somebody and then run straight at them <laughs> like yeah yeah a scene where leguizamo's at the vault in the mansion trying to open it i don't know leguizamo is uh he confronts the bodyguards of the old lady and he takes out like a collapsible baton. This is where you learn like, oh, Leguizamo is a badass. And one of the guards just points his gun, his pi his pistol, and then just runs straight forward with it. Like he's going to stab him with it. <laughs> and then Leguizamo <laughs> like, fucks him up. I'm like, why did he do that? Like he was like, far away doing, already. Then he yeah. ran up to him to do it. Because, um, you know, it's a problem in a movie where there's a bunch of people with guns and then one guy has to beat them. We're like, well, he's. They got to get next to each other because if the guy with the gun stays far away, <laughs> he's going to win. Yeah. And then yeah. In, it was one of those contrivances. But yeah. And then in the shed, when Santa's beating up all the military guys and they all have machine guns, most of it makes sense. But then there's a guy just kind of out of nowhere who just points it at him and just runs <laughs> straight for him. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a bayonet on that ball. It's, it's exactly. He, like I'm going to stab him with the did. tip of my gun. <laughs> And even if he did, it's like, uh, go for the short, go for the short thing. <laughs> it's a good, it's you a know? gun. Just use it as a gun. And it's even like Krampus, like when he's given the opportunity to finally kill somebody, he takes his sweet ass time. And you he's know, like, he's like, which one should I be? Yeah. I'm like, I thought you were this unhinged psycho. Just, just, just pull, pull the trigger. Pull the man. trigger. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. It's really good. It's a great movie, man. You've seen yeah. it two and a half times. I've seen it, I've seen it twice. Like, it's. Yeah. I'm going to finish the other half of it today. Yeah. It's, it, and it's one of those movies too, where it's like, have it on, pay attention to it. Obviously the first time. Yeah. But then it's so, uh, the replayability of this film is huge. Like Definitely. I could just have this on the background mm -hmm. and while I'm playing video games, working, whatever. It's just, uh, just, just to be in the presence of this Santa. Agreed. You know, it's, it's that, is that good? I really, I strongly recommend it. And I, it's funny because I saw it, you know, right after Christmas, you know, I saw it the new year mm -hmm. but uh i mean i'm gonna watch i'm watch this thing any 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 time of totally. the year it's so great good. yeah it, it, there's nothing i have zero complaints about it it's uh from start to finish it's wholly enjoyable yep Super yeah fun. honestly from start to finish yeah and yeah. And, and, and and just like you said like you, you can just watch it over and over you don't have to it's not it doesn't feel like an investment like a lot of movies that even if you like them like like the batman is this amazing movie but like that's an investment you have you're right it's a yeah. lot you got to deal with with that movie um but like a movie like this or like i don't know predator or die hard or whatever you can just have it on if you know what happens you can just have it on and just feel good that this is there that this, yeah 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 it's awesome yeah it's great two uh two thumbs up from me yeah, for same sure. Here. Same here. Glad I'm glad I, I I spent the extra five dollars and now I own the damn thing. Totally, totally worth it. I can't. I was. I kept thinking like, man, I wish my son was old enough to watch this movie, and I can't wait. You know, whatever, <laughs> like, uh, you know, six years from now or whatever, when I can be like, hey, you want to watch a really good movie? It's like you want to know the true meaning of Christmas, <laughs> son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, shit. All right, I guess that's it. Yeah, I should probably get back to work. Same. Same. Yeah. And you and you got Grayson. You got to pick him up today. Yeah, I'll pick him three. up at three uh, thirty. I got a Zoom right before that, and uh, yeah, I just got to clean up before then. Nice. Yeah, man. Nice. Well, I'm glad we were able to do this, man. Me too, brother. Happy New and Year. Thank you again for the recommendation. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, like as soon as, as soon as you said it was good, I was like, okay, all right, because I, I trust you. 
I, you, you're, you're rarely wrong. Thank you. Know? you. I, you know, I, I had heard that it had come out and I was like, man, <clears throat> David Harbour of Santa where he's murdering people. That sounds great. But it also, it's like, man, that could so easily be terrible. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, same thing. I took a chance and I rented it and I was like, all right, it's awesome. It's amazing. So I, I looked at, so the director, you know, he, he directed dead snow. Um, oh, have you ever seen that? I love dead snow. Me too. So I, 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 I just know that. Googled, I Googled him last night cause I was just curious. Like who, you know, who directed this? Dead snow. He directed death, He did dead snow, dead snow too. Wow. Um, Hansel and Gretel with, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner. And uh, Gemma Arterton came out, I think, 2011. Hmm. Not one of his best. Okay. But I think it was his first uh, stateside. Okay. So. But it's fun, you know? And so when I, so oh, when I saw who... action one where they're... Right, okay. yeah. Uh, so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, well, no wonder I love this so much. Like, had I known the director before going in, yeah. I'd have been like, oh, I'm sure I'll like it, you know? Dead so, yeah, cool. I saw Dead Snow in the theater. I love that movie. Oh, did you? Yeah, I yeah. didn't see it until it was on uh, Netflix uh, years and years ago. But that, yeah, Dead Snow was great. So good. Yeah. So I didn't know it was on Netflix either. That's cool. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, check it out. Um, everybody listening, check it out. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it's a... It's a um, whatever. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> whatever term. <laughs> it's or, dope. It's or, dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> analogy or metaphor you want to put in there. It's really good. Um, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Um, like and no, rate, rate and review, review. <laughs> on yeah. iTunes or wherever you're listening to follow us on Spotify. Yeah, B got it. Um, <laughs> I got half of it. <laughs> I got the beginning. Yeah. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. There's a link to our merch. I know I said I was going to have a new design out, but I didn't. It's not ready. It's, it's like, okay. it's still halfway you got, you done. Got our, our current and old designs are just as good. By next Christmas, we'll have it out. I promise. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, follow me on uh, YouTube at Graham Baker and also at Boring Gear Reviews. And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right, brother. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, brother. All right. Peace. Peace. The Bombcast.